Hi guys, I am super excited about this episode uh, because I've been wanting to talk about it for so long, but it's such a sensitive topic, I feel like, within the spiritual community, and I feel like everybody's got an opinion on this, like touchy opinions, I mean just like anything really, but I'm going to give you guys my thoughts, and there's so many thoughts and I have my own personal story, so I can't possibly fit it in just this one episode. So it's going to have to be a to be continued. Um, however, I'm going to fit what I can fit in here. So trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. If you are easily offended, do not continue. Do not continue. Um, I curse. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I'm not a professional astrologer. Um, I am a psychic. I channel. Um, I think that's very important to always state here. I am not just intuitive. I get visions. um, And yeah, I went to school for communications and advertising. I have my master's degree in that. I think it's important to state all of that because I want you guys with free will to continue listening or not to continue to listen because I want all of that to be out there and you guys do what you want with that. Okay. So with that being said, this episode is going to be about twin flames, guys. Twin flames. Like, oh my god. Yikes. I fucking hate this so much. And I'm going to be real, raw, and honest about it. Um, Like I said, if you guys feel like you're easily offended, don't continue listening. If you feel like you want to hear something such as a happily ever after, do not. Do not listen to this because this is not where I'm taking this. I will only speak about things I have personal experience about and nothing else. So full disclosure, I am a twin flame. Uh, I do believe in twin flames. I believe in the twin flame experience. There's a lot of things I do believe and a lot of things I don't believe about this. And I'm going to say this because I believe this in my heart of hearts and in my soul um, that this is all what I'm about to say. In my opinion, it doesn't make it a fact. And that if you guys don't resonate with this, then go with that. That's where I'm going to leave that. Okay. I can only talk about my personal story, my personal experience and what I know is real. And nobody can tell me any different. Not just because I'm psychic, not because I've channeled it, not because I've had it professionally channeled, not because of anything other than I just know what I fucking know. And also, (laughs) I hate it. I fucking hate it. Um, I hate, I hate it. I just hate it. And I hate to use the word hate. And I know it's like, I feel like we shouldn't say things we don't like, right? If you don't like it, then don't say it. Um, So yeah, I'll call myself out the twin flame experience. Um, Like I said, there's too much that's involved with this and I can't possibly fit it all within an hour here in this episode. So it will definitely have to end on a to be continued. I'm going to discuss my personal experience from childhood, like how I know this was real. And maybe you guys can try to figure out if what you're experiencing is indeed a twin flame experience, because I think that's where you guys need to start like and try to figure it out because there's too many people again with where the cosmos are at and where we're going 
uh, as a society with spirituality, too many people are jumping on the bandwagon just to jump on the fucking bandwagon. I think when you hear the term twin flame, me personally, just as a fire sign, it sounds hot. (laughs) It sounds hot. And then when you look into it from a general perspective, again, as a fire sign, it sounds hot because of the passion. And it's like, ooh, half my soul. Like, But then it's like, depending where you're at in your soul's evolution, the more you learn about it, it's not. It's not hot. It's not. Um, And again, I'm I'm only speaking about my personal experience, okay? But again, it's like very important to distinguish, is what you're experiencing a twin flame experience or are you going through something that just seems very similar, I don't believe that there is this thing called a fake twin flame, twin flame experience. Maybe this is just a term people are calling something that seems very similar to it. But do I think you guys sign up for um, a contract that's like a twin, a fake twin flame experience? No, fuck no. I also do not believe at all, at all that everyone has a twin flame. Absolutely not. I also do not believe that the twin flame experience is common. Oh my God, no, absolutely not. I think it's so not common. I think it's so infrequent. I do think that there's a lot of people who hear about it, read about it, and they're like, oh yeah, that person was definitely my twin flame. And it's like, no, no, Connie, that wasn't your twin flame. Stop it, stop it. But again, I'm always gonna bring it back to, you know, like, if you feel like it was, then it was, you know, but just like make sure, like do your due diligence, do your research. And I think it's important because you shouldn't be saying things as they are when they're not. Don't just like, don't just say they are without doing, their, don't be lazy is what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> so I want to kind of separate that. I want to bring things, I want to share my personal story and maybe it'll shed light and maybe help you guys distinguish if what you're experiencing or what you've experienced was a real twin flame connection or not. Um, so yeah, uh, my, since I was a child, um, and you know, I'm always going to bring astrology into it. So I don't know if you guys know much about astrology or tarot, um, but I'm always going to throw a little bit of that in there. So I have a Pluto and Scorpio and I have this in the first house. So this is going to be very, straight up like when you read up on this stuff um as a child I never felt like I knew who I was a hundred percent I always felt very um like like I would look at other girls growing up and I thought they knew who they were you know and I always felt like I didn't have that growing up like I always felt like who who am I so just in case you guys didn't watch the other episode, I'm Sunny. <laughs> my name is Sunny. And even that, the name as a child, I hated that name. And my full name, my legal name is Sunshine. And you guys may be thinking, you know, I feel like it's either yes or no. Like people either love the name or they hate the name. And now I love it, you know, but growing up as a kid, I hated being different. I hated that. And I hated my name. I wanted the name Samantha. Like I literally just wanted a normal fucking name. And I hated that I was different because it always brought attention. And I didn't want attention growing up. I was very shy and I'm very, very pale. <laughs> like I'm very white. I'm Irish um, and a few other things. But 
I get embarrassed easily, so I turn red. So as a child, anytime I had attention like drawn on me, I would turn into a tomato. And um, I don't know, I just felt like as a kid, I hated like anybody looking at me or like asking me a bunch of questions like I hated this. And um, I never knew things like about myself, even as a child, like what's your favorite color? I would be like, um, pink and blue. Like it was always pink and baby blue. It was never just one thing, you know, um, where's your favorite place to eat? I would be like, um, McDonald's and, you know, I don't know, KFC, something like that. I I don't remember what I would say, but it was never like, it was always an unsure energy about everything. There were hardly any things, um, any things. There was hardly anything I was sure of as a child about myself, except the fact that I loved Barbies. That was like, you know, I knew that. I knew that. So this is going to be so sad, but I'm going to be honest because it has to do with the twin flame connection. Um, Every night going to sleep, I would pretend to be somebody else. Like, like, I wouldn't be tired. I would close my eyes and I would daydream because I hated my childhood. Like I hated my life. Um, you know, I grew up in, uh, Long Island for the most part. I, I moved to several different places. Um, but overall I lived in Long Island for the majority of my childhood. And that was also, you know, that also made me different. That also made me stand out because a majority of the kids that I grew up with, they stayed in one place. They also had parents that were married and together. Um, And, you know, they all had a house and I lived in an apartment with my mother growing up. And I want to make this very clear, like I'm not trying to do this whole like the world's tiniest violin. I'm trying to give you guys a background as to like, you know, feeling lost as a child. Um, and why I felt this way, you know? Um, so it was, um, I lived in a one bedroom basement apartment with my mother in Long Island and, you know, we weren't poor, but like, I guess for Long Island standards, this was poor, or at least I was looked at as poor growing up. And my dad was like in and out of the picture and, you know, it wasn't really all his fault. It was my mom's fault and just both of them not getting along and being in the middle of it all the time. And, you know, uh, a lot of the people here in Long Island, or at least growing up, they were Italian. So it's like they were tan and they were beautiful. And it's like me, I was pale and brown hair. And like I had allergies, so purple under my eyes. (laughs) And like, I don't know. I just like wasn't, I never felt pretty. I always felt ugly. And, um, And then at one point I moved and came back and I had gained weight as a child. And, you know, I got to say, I was lucky that way. I really wasn't picked on as a kid. Like, but, you know, I do have my South node in the 11th house. So I do have group karma where it's like, if I got in a fight with one of my friends, all of a sudden I would get ganged up on, like that friend would get a bunch of friends and all of a sudden it was just me up against a bunch of people. So even though I do have group karma, I actually never really was bullied, bullied. There was a few random bullies uh, here and there growing up. But luckily enough, I never was bullied, never bullied really for my name. Just more like, Sonny, that's your name, you know, things like that. 
or, you know, like, why are you so pale? You know, random things, but never really bullied, which was nice. Even when I, I moved and left my hometown and came back as a child, it was never like, you're so fat. You know, I think I had like one or two people like, uh, make a joke or something like that, but never picked on, which I'm surprised really. So I, um, I hated being considered poor. I hated being considered different. I hated having just my mom and not like my mom and dad type of lifestyle. You know, I hated living in a basement and not a house. And when I would be laying down, um, like, And by the way, I'd be sleeping like on the couch with my mom. It was like that L type of shaped couch. And it was because I'd be scared to sleep alone. And um, she gave me the bedroom. Like I feel like most single parents do that who can't afford like more than one bedroom. They always give the child the bedroom for the most part. Um, And I did. I had the bedroom, but I just I couldn't sleep alone. I was scared. And I would sleep on one side of the couch and she would sleep on the other And I would close my eyes and I would pretend I was somebody else, somebody, a girl that I thought was pretty, you know, like, and I know that sounds so like sad and weird and fucked up, but like, this is the truth. And I would always pretend like I, you know, had the house on Long Island and the parents and um, maybe a brother or sister and the the dog, you know, because I always had a cat growing up or a, a cat and a hamster or a guinea pig and fish, something like that six house stuff, which I have a a stallium in, which is, you know, basically devotion to pets or, you know, (laughs) anyway. Um, so I never knew who I was growing up because I was always so busy pretending to be somebody else before going to bed. And I knew even as a child that if I continued doing this, this is how deep it goes, that I knew this as a child. If I continued doing this, I would have to deal with this one day as an adult, not knowing who I was. Like I'd have to figure out one day who I was because I don't know who I am now. And again, that has to do with being a psychic uh, as a child, but not really being in touch with your gifts. And that's a whole other video for another time because I, I was not that I wasn't, but I was psychic as a child, but that was shut down and whatever. Anyway. Um, so I used to have these dreams. Um, okay, hold on. Let's back up. Sorry. My Mars and Gemini is kicking in. Let's focus. Um, so I would feel so lost about myself, not knowing who I was. And I remember always thinking like, I feel like, I like I'm not like a a whole soul like I'm I'm half a soul like I'm missing half my soul I forgot I used to use a specific line since I was a child and now all of a sudden I can't think of it I I literally I said it for years where basically it just meant like I'm missing half of me I don't know where the other half of me is and when I would say this as a child at no point was I thinking this meant like another person to fulfill me? I'm missing something outside of me. No, no. I literally meant me. My soul was like split in half because why else would I feel like I don't understand me and that I don't want to be in touch with myself? And why do I hate myself? Like something is missing. This, I swear to you guys on everything. This is I used to say like something about half my soul is missing. Half my soul is missing. And then I would have these dreams about 
this man, um, even as a child, randomly. And they would be symbolic um, now, realizing as an adult that they were symbolic. But uh, they would be random. And I just remember, even as a child, and when I say random, I mean throughout my whole life. As a child, a teenager, young adult, um, I would see this guy... And he wasn't always the same guy, but his aura, his energy was the same. It was always him. And um, it was like he was the love of my life. I had this love for him and I could feel my heart chakra, like true love, true unconditional love. Like this was my person, my soulmate. This was my man. This was my, my future husband right here. And I've been dreaming about him since I was a child. Like this is, this is him. And again, um, having dreams of this guy since I was um, a child, I, even as a psychic back then, I wasn't thinking like, oh, this is me having a psychic dream of the future. Like, no, but I, I just always remember always being in touch with this my whole life. Like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? I always remember the one specific dream about this guy, seeing him as a fireman, (laughs) seeing him, I'm sorry, as a fireman and seeing the flames. Okay. I don't know if you guys have chills, but like, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, wow, that's great. Like out of all the dreams I've had of this guy, I always remembered that one. And I am very big into um, symbolism and there are just certain things that are just, it's not a coincidence. It's just not. Um, I think you got to apply logic to your intuition sometimes and not everything is intuition. It's just not. Sometimes you got to just be practical here on earth while we're having an earthly experience, like end of story. But I think when you put all that together, it's like, what is that story um, unfolding into? Like, what, what was that going to tell us later on in my life? So anyway, um, I feel very deeply um, on some type of level that that was um, telling me about that I'm a twin flame, um, that this is what I was going to experience at some point in my life. Um, I never heard of the term twin flame. I never, I never knew of this. Okay. Um, I do have Pisces in the fifth house. I'm always going to call myself out. I always want these things to be out there. I want you guys to make your own opinions. And also, um, so you guys can be more conscious of your own situation and to look into these things yourself. So I have Pisces in the fifth house and North Node in the fifth house. So fifth house talks about romance, love, and children. And North Node talks about this energy of your destiny, you know, like basically that energy that you're always going to be pulled back towards to, uh, towards to in life, you know, like you may be doing your own thing. You may be doing this, that, and the next, but you're always going to go back to this thing, whatever this thing is. And it's usually your North Node. So when we have the North Node in the fifth house, this basically speaks about, you know, having to be on stage in some type of way, having to do something in front of people in some type of way. And it's something creative. Now, what is creative? This could be one of many things, right? It could literally be me painting. This is what I used to think 
being creative meant was being a painter because this is what I wanted to be. I was a starving artist when I was four or five years old is what I told my parents. And they told me no, because there's no money in that. And then I instantly decided, okay, no, I'll be a teacher. And then it turned out, you know, I was told there's no money in that. You know, that's not always true. But anyway, um, so uh, being creative uh, can be anything, right? It could be doing this, right? I'm communicating and I'm giving you guys um, different ways of looking at things. It could be making content. It could be um, just the list goes on. And then I have it in Pisces. Okay, so this is, you know, I know already from channeling it, but this, let's just use psychic abilities as, you know, one of those things. And that's exactly where I take this one of, you know, I do I do too many things because I have Mars and Gemini. So it's like, my path in life will never just be one path. It's like, it's several, it's several different things, because that's, you know, Pisces energy is also creative and aesthetically pleasing. And it's like, it's got that eye for things. And that's what that fifth house is all about, too. It belongs to Leo um, initially. So going back to romance, it's like on that psychic intuitive level, I am always being brought back to love. I am always being brought back to relationships, like a relationship with a person. Like I, I want this no matter where I'm at in life, when I'm single, I'm doing my thing. Uh, and I could be doing my thing and enjoying life. I'll all of a sudden randomly be like, okay, what about love now? Like it's time for play, you know, like play in regards to love. You know, I will always be drawn back to that. Um, and it's like, even when I get that, like, you know, let's just say marriage, if that's what I want. So then it's like, where do we go from there? Well, then it's playtime with that person. It's maybe children. It's maybe doing something on stage with them or, you know, it could be any of those things, but there's always going to be this destiny of, um, this energy, this calling of doing, something to the imagination with this person and just having a good fun time because maybe just maybe because the south node being in virgo you know too too much too analytical and it's in the 11th house for the people always doing things for the people and not getting any of the credit again the north node is in the fifth house it's on stage to be seen whereas the 11th house is belongs to aquarius energy originally so it's like doing things for the people and not really getting that recognition, right? Because, and this is no disrespect to Aquarius, is it's like, it's not about the individual, it's about the group. Well, how many times, how many lives can you guys possibly live where it's always about other people and not you, you know? And it's like, you do it so good because you've done it so many times. When does it become about you? When do you get to live for yourself? And you can kind of see this energy playing out when people are constantly taking advantage of your generosity, your your beautiful energy, your kindness, because you're so good at it. You can't help but help others because it's what you've done for so many lives, including this one. So it's like you'll always be pulled towards that fifth house uh, energy where it's like, go on stage, girl. Go. 
Go get those likes. Go do it. Do it for the gram. You know, something like that. But then there's always going to be this Pisces twist to it where it's like, is there something a little deeper than just for the likes, for the gram? Maybe you want to do something that also makes others feel good because you're so good at it. But you also want to do something that makes you feel good. So anyway, I'm going to, I don't want to derail too much there. But I'm constantly being pulled to this um, almost 12th house energy because that's where Pisces really belongs, right? And what's the ruler um, of Pisces? It's originally Jupiter, okay, where we expand. But then it turns into Neptune later on is the ruler of um, Pisces. So we got a two planets that are rulers because the original rulers still hold true for these planets. We got Jupiter and we got um, Neptune that rule Pisces. So it's like I want to expand on this energy. I want to... Um, uh, I may daydream a little bit too much about this person that I end up with, okay? And then all of a sudden, you meet your twin fucking flame and you think, oh my God, this is it. This is the one. Until you realize <laughs> there are... Things such as there's different twin flame connections. And this is when you Google or YouTube twin flames, I, I want you guys, this is what I mean by don't be lazy. Do your own research. I think it's important to see what other people have experienced just like me, right? And if this doesn't resonate, no worries. But you need to see what's out there and what resonates and what doesn't. But what I've seen is a lot, a majority of bullshit, okay? Um, the twin flame connection is not black or white. There's more gray. That's the first thing I'm going to say, okay? Um, the twin flame connection is not just a twin flame connection. It could be a twin flame connection with karmic ties. It could be the twin flame connection where... You don't have a mission together. <laughs> I've seen videos on the Twin Flame Connection where um, if it feels toxic or if you guys are not, you know, being positive to, to one another, then it's probably not a Twin Flame Connection. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. Complete and total bullshit. That is... I, I, I wonder if these people who speak about the Twin Flame Connection, are they a Twin Flame? Um, and if so, what, you know, was their experience like, like, was it, did they think it was a twin flame connection and it turned out it just wasn't, it was just an unhealthy, toxic relationship. That's another thing too. There's a lot of people in the spiritual community that say, oh, I don't believe in the twin flame connection. It's just, it's just two toxic people giving like an excuse for one another, like to try to be together or, you know, whatever, giving it a title. And it's like, uh, false fucking Dwight Schrute over here false you know not true at all I mean now you're pulling in the twin flame connection with karmic ties there is a difference and people should be separating that because it's important to get accurate information out there I believe again I'm only going to talk about things I know about I am a twin flame with karmic ties this is why in the beginning of the video, I said, I hate this connection. I hate being a twin flame. Hate to use the word hate, but it is what it is. 
I do believe there are twin flame connections out there that do have a mission together, that have a uh, soul purpose, okay? And then the twin flame connection with karmic ties, there is a there is a soul purpose. There is a karmic um, contract for the karmic tie twin flame connection and then the just the twin flame soul purpose having a mission. Either way, the twin flame connection is not black or white. What the fuck? Like who who made this stupid rule? It's let me tell you who made this rule. Society standards, okay? Um, that it's either this way or it's that way, and it's like, oh uh, no, Jill, that is not accurate at all. It's not accurate. It's like, I think when you describe your twin flame experience with karmic ties, you know what it sounds like. It sounds toxic. It sounds unhealthy. It sounds like trauma bonding. It does. It does. When you look into twin flame connections with karmic ties, it sounds like t- total and complete. Like I'm in disgust. I'm in complete disgust even thinking about the things I've been through um, with my twin flame. And I don't even, guys, I don't even want to talk about him. You know why? Because I know he's listening to this. Hi, Sagittarius. You fuck. Um, <laughs> you fuck. Like it's it's so fucking annoying like people may hear that and be like oh yeah that's definitely not your twin flame because um you would never feel that way about your twin flame i think you're just angry or bitter and it's like no no that's no absolutely not there are some twin flames out there that have a sole purpose together that are supposed to definitely come together you know i'm sure there's that Oh, I forgot about that. The runner-chaser. The runner-chaser dynamic. I believe the runner-chaser dynamic exists with both connections. The mission and the karmic ties. 1,000%. Um, and it's to teach. It's to teach both one another. But the one with karmic ties is toxic for a reason. It's very similar to the other one. Except it really pushes you like, oh my God, it pushes you and it's all egocentric. It's to um, drop your ego. Really quick disclaimer um, before I forget, because I'm already jotting down notes because I know I'm going to forget this. Um, How you guys can really understand your your contract, your, your soul contract with your twin flame if you guys remember the date and time you started talking to this person or the date and time you met them physically, you can enter this on astro.com. Um, I'll make sure to include instructions on this. I don't know. I'm just being honest right now. As I record this, I'm new to the podcast world. I know on YouTube, I'm going to upload this and I know how to include instructions there. The podcast, uh, if you don't see the instructions, it means I didn't figure it out. Uh, but then go to my YouTube page, sunny day tarot reading and, um, see it there. If, if you don't see the instructions, um, because there's another step on astro.com. It's not like you would, uh, pretend your relationship is a person and enter the date and time as a birth date. No, it's just like businesses. Businesses have um, birth dates and times, but you have to enter it as a business. Um, so I forgot the term for this on astro.com. Anyway, you can see just like a natal chart um, 
the 12th house, the first house, all this and where the planets are aligned. There is your karmic contract or something very similar to that energy. I promise you guys on anything. Because I do believe each twin flame connection is different. I don't think like what I'm saying may apply to you guys. It either is very similar or it, it may not be similar at all. It may just be food for thought. So I know with me personally, <clears throat> it's to shed some light. It's to illuminate a lot of bullshit in, in my personal life as well as this other person. I, I believe um, it's to uh, go through the dark night of the soul. It's to get in touch with your gifts. It's to get you onto your, your path like your real path. And um, sometimes in order to do that in life, we don't realize that we're not even on our true path because the path we're on right now in life feels very real. Like this is us. This is who we are. And in order for us to get on the actual path to our soul, our true soul's path, we need to see ourselves outside of ourselves. It's just like when we're giving other people advice and it's so much easier, right? Like we we hear our friend's problem and as an outsider, we can give them advice, right? And we're just like, oh, you know, I don't know, Jill, the guy's a douche, you know, drop him because X, Y, and Z or however you guys may word it. I'm an Aries, so I'm sorry. I just like speak like that because that's how Aries like expect to be spoken to as well. Like we like blunt truth. So we forget that most people don't like that. So sorry if I offend anybody. But um, uh, where was I going with this? Um, oh, crap. I lost my train of thought. Anyway. Uh, <sighs> regarding the twin flame connection. Sorry, guys. I, I lost it. Um, <clears throat> sometimes when you're giving your friends advice you guys can see things as outsiders, right? Much more clearly, much more easily than the person that's in it. And I do believe, and I bet you guys can see this too, that the person that's in it, your friend, they know what's going on, but they have trouble accepting what's going on, right? Because they're in it. It's just like when we ask for truth and then we get the truth, we're usually not fully satisfied, right? It's almost as if like we wanted to be lied to just a little maybe just a little sprinkled a little bit of sugar on top of it right that's our ego okay so when we have a heavy dose of that and we may not acknowledge it or maybe not really realize it i feel like that's when that twin flame experience comes in so we can see our shadow outside of us i do believe the twin flame that person is our shadow so for example this guy Ugh. Ugh. This guy. <laughs> I cannot stand this fucking guy. Um, I believe he is my shadow. Now, I'm going to take it a step further. And this, this part, I'm going to tell you right now, I do not believe is a typical common twin flame experience with karmic ties. Okay. And this is exactly what I mean by everybody who has a twin flame experience. 
doesn't necessarily have the same exact thing. Nothing is written in stone, guys. Like, what I mean by that is, even if you guys have a twin flame experience with karmic ties, as do I, it doesn't mean what I'm about to tell you is what you guys also are experiencing. So when I say this guy is my shadow, right? I see him. And this doesn't mean that he doesn't have good traits, uh, that he's not a good person. He's definitely a good person. He definitely has positive traits. Oh my God. Do I like him? No, I do not like him. But I know rationally speaking, he's smart. He's funny. Ugh. And I'll just leave it there because then he'll just like think I'm in love with him or something. And it's like, oh God, no, no. My contract with this guy is a little different. Um, so going back to how I said as a child, um, I feel like half my soul is missing. Half my soul is missing. And I feel like, you know, again, this may just be because I'm a fire sign. This sounds attractive. Like, let me go look for half my soul. You know, like if there's a guy out there, if I'm a twin flame and somebody is half my soul, which by the way, you guys should never say that. I don't know if you like, I, I, I cringe even saying this because words have power and you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't give somebody that type of power. Like, you never, ever say these things. Um, but if this is what I've been thinking my whole life, like, I want to look for my soulmate, my other half. Like, and don't read too much into those lines. But if I feel like somebody literally has half my soul, okay, that's not even hot. Because then, like, let's say this is you guys, right? Like, so you guys are out there looking for you. Like, is anybody looking at that from a literal perspective? Like, if let's say half my soul is missing, let's just, I'm dead serious right now. Half my soul is fucking missing. And I'm saying, I want half my soul back. Let's be together. Like, let's just say this is the twin flame experience. Let's just say this is. I'm not saying it is, but let's just say it is. So I'm looking for me. I want to be with me. You see what I'm saying? Like behind closed doors, energetically, that's that's what we're doing. That's like what the people who are jumping on the twin flame bandwagon, that's what they think they want. You don't want that. You don't want you. You already have you. It's like when we're single and we want to be in a relationship, but really the people who are like, oh, I want my twin flame. I want my twin flame. You already have you. You're, you guys, hello, hello, PSA. Go look in the mirror because that's another tagline, right? You are my mirror. You are my shadow. You are my shadow. You are my mirror. The twin flame. Guys, hello. <laughs> Go look for somebody who is not literally half your soul. Okay. So let's just say that. I just want to put that out there. Now, my karmic tie contract is exactly what I just said. This person is me. Um... And I feel like that's really creepy. I feel like that's almost not believable. Um, but I feel like there's weirder things that go on in this world that we're not aware of, you know? Uh, so, yeah. Um, again, I'm not saying that this is your guys' thing. So, okay, so let's just say this is real, what I'm saying, right? Like, why, why would this be a thing? Why would my shadow literally be in a human being separated from myself? In this lifetime, right? Well, I think that I believe in past lives. And I believe that 
something must have happened in my own because this is me, right? My twin flame I'm claiming is me. It just separated. We went into two separate bodies. Well, technically speaking, my shadow went into its own body. I think that something has happened in one of my past lives where I'm meant to change. I'm meant to evolve. And I had difficulty doing it on my own. Why? Because it's hard to change, right? It's hard to, to leave your shadow behind. The shadow teaches us the things that we know, right? That's why a lot of people are unevolved. That's why a lot of people have trouble changing. Even the things that they know they need to change, they don't change. It's like, because change is hard. I remember my dad telling me when I was younger, you know, like, if there's things about yourself you don't like, you better change them now. Because once you're an adult, it's too late. That's what he said. And I don't believe that. But I do believe it's just too hard. Like it's, let me rephrase that. It's harder. And it is, it's so fucking hard. And I think I had too many repetitive lives. Like where it's just like I kept trying to leave something in my life behind. Like certain personality traits and I couldn't do it. So I think I was offered the twin flame experience from, you know, whatever it is you guys believe in, God, source, archangels, angels, your spirit guides. That's why I believe the twin flame experience is not common because it's for those that could not change on their own, like that could not shed their shadow by themselves. The twin flame experience is... um supposed to be your shadow in another person. Now, I do not believe that every twin flame experience is literally your actual shadow, like your actual energy taken out of you and put in another person. 1000%. I don't believe that to be true. I don't. I think there's weirder things going on in this world um, that we would never suspect to be a thing. And then we find out all these truths once we pass on that I'm, I'm going to take it there. And I think this is just one of them. So when we see our shadow so up close, so in our fucking face, it makes us so disgusted, so taken back that we would want nothing to do, let alone with this person. But with those type of characteristic traits that it makes us actually change, not overnight, not overnight, because again, as an adult, it's hard to change no matter what. You just can't do it overnight. I think that's, I know that's the purpose of a twin flame experience. And I feel like you guys can know this if there's something um, very similar like that that's in your life where it's just like too much ego where the ego is just like, I know I need to change, but tomorrow, you know, something like that. And it's like, you just, but you never do. And it's like 10, 15, 20 years has passed and you're still telling yourself the same thing. And the thing is you have a 
potential. You have the potential to do so much in this life. And you're holding yourself back because of this. Whether the shadow is laziness, whether the shadow is not believing in yourself, because that's another part of this whole twin flame dynamic as well, um, is motivating one another. And I never realized that because when I first figured out about the whole, I mean, again, I think we all have different storylines here, different experiences, but the competition I thought was so weird. Like, so I, I have Mars and Gemini in um, the eighth house. So this already speaks of men competing with me secretly, um, which also makes sense as to why my soul would be like a rising Libra, but also an Aries, you know, it's Mars. Mars is um, masculine energy. So it's like these guys that I attract, they're very egotistical and it's like things are out of their control because it's almost like they're dealing with someone almost that reminds them of a dominant male in a female's body. And it's like, they don't know what the fuck to do because they're very imbalanced. And that's not to say that I'm not, I'm not, you know, trying to pretend I'm something I'm not, I'm not. But there is this competitive thing that goes on with the twin flames, um, mainly from the one that So with the twin flames, they're both on on some spectrum, very similar in regards to their frequency um, and with where they're at in their evolution. Like one of them is not much more uh, like one of them is not so much better than the other or much more evolved than the other. No, they're very, very similar. One is just slightly maybe more advanced, but not by much. But there is always one that clears the path for them. Yes, that is true. And yeah, it's usually the feminine. I don't know anything about twin flame connections that maybe are the same sex. I can't speak about things I don't know. So I'm not going to go there. But this whole competitive thing, getting back to that, my twin flame has been competing uh, or I, I shouldn't say competing, but doing like this ego check, ego check. Uh, with me just like all the other guys all my other exes and this guy by the way he's not an ex I oh god that's another another video another time um he does this ego check with me to see where I'm at in life to see where he's at in life like to compare to compare and contrast like is he doing better than me am I doing better than him like he wants to make sure that um that we're either the same or I'm not doing better something like that and you know when I first picked up on this, I was just like, this is dumb. Like, why is he doing this? Didn't I wish him well? Like, I, I don't understand why does he do these things? But then he started acting like a real fucking fool. He started acting the fuck up, started like picking on me, annoying the fuck out of me. Again, that's for another video. Um, Where it got to the point where I was like, you know what, motherfucker? You know what? <laughs> you know what? Sagittarius, bring it. (laughs) And, you know, that's obviously lower end. It's lower end because, I don't know, just as an Aries in general, I feel like I don't compete with anyone but myself because I feel like there's nobody, and I don't mean this in a a cocky kind of way. I'm being honest with you guys as an Aries. Like, 
we just don't look at what other people are doing in that type of way. We look at like, like, yeah, we're curious by other people, but like we encourage other people. We're like, good for you. That was smart. Or that was creative. Or like, and we, we mean what we say. And then we think about what we're doing and we're like, how can we be better? Like, not like better than that person, but like how in our lives can we be better? Like, I feel like we're always competing with ourselves. And in theory, the twin flame is technically um, a different version of you. And I want to make that clear. I want you guys to always separate yourself from your twin flame because there's this other warped perception that it's like you are your twin flame. And it's like, no, 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 no. You are my light. You are my shadow. You know what I mean by that? Like they're very similar to your light and your shadow, but they're not exactly it. The one that's clearing the path to the path of your soul it's like they're following that same path. That is accurate. But they're usually not only a few steps behind, but it's also, they're just not you. They're usually like, like when I think about my shadowy traits, like this person, my twin flame, he, oh my God, 10 times worse, like with the shadow with the shadowy stuff, like the things he would be willing to do, I would never do that shit. Like, and I would do some fucked up shit. Don't get me wrong. Like when people push me, it's like pretty much what my rising Libra and all my other beautiful placements in my chart are saying is like, please stop it. Like I'm asking you nicely. Like I don't want to do this. Like, please. And then it's like, "Mm, you're provoking me again. Okay. Please. Like I'm asking you nicely. Like I don't want to have a face to face with you, but like I will, if you keep pushing it, please stop pushing my buttons. And then it's like, okay, you know what? I'm done being nice. You don't understand when someone's just being nice. You're a fucking idiot. You know, like it gets to that point. It gets to that fucking point. Um, and again, that has to do with showing up where you have to show up in life and you may not realize that in your own path. Again, this is my personal experience and this is where I'm being pushed um, to show up because there's something I'm not seeing in my own life where I'm being too quiet, too laid back. um, And it's like, you can't do that sometimes. Sometimes you have to fight even when you don't want to. And people may hear this and be like, yo, that is not what the twin flame connection is about. And I would be like, yo, back the fuck up. You don't know what everybody's story is, what everybody's karmic contract is, let alone a twin flame connection with karmic ties. I think when you've spent um, several lifetimes with a person, And you've both depended on each other for survival, especially when these lifetimes were literally um, like you guys are depending on each other for survival to continue living. And then you're separating in a specific life, this life, and you're not able to remember your past lives or remember the karmic contract obviously. It's like your ego has a hard time putting it all together, realizing and remembering like, no, 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 no. This is pushing you 
to um, separate yourself from this person because you're supposed to be on your own in this life. You're supposed to be responsible on your own. You're not supposed to be um, dependent on this person anymore. So how do you, if you depended on this person for so many lifetimes, how do you get independent? Is it through trial and error with this person? Is it through um, possibly lowering yourself and competing and fighting and doing this ego check and pushing yourself, pushing yourself just to learn about yourself? Do you have to go through the nitty gritty of your shadow just to get to your light? I, I would say yes for some people. Yeah. A lot of people in the spiritual community don't want to own that or don't want to believe that there is shadow, <laughs> that there's darkness. How do you get to the light without the dark? Like that just makes no fucking sense. People want to act like, um, oh, let this person go, let this person go. And it's like, okay, what if you already did that and it's still not working? And it's like, what if that person, your twin flame doesn't understand, literally doesn't understand why they don't even understand why they can't let you go. But it's like you on some type of psychic level understand because you remember glimpses of your past lives together or you just intuitively understand that something bigger than the both of you is happening. And there's too many um, synchronicities that are happening for the both of you and you just know it and it's too weird to explain. And you know that your twin flame gets weirded out by it because he's not as intuitive as you or as psychic as you and he gets you know, I, I don't know, whatever your guys' story is. But the point of this video is to let you guys know that I don't want you guys believing everything you read. Um, I want you guys to think back to childhood. If you guys had any of those um, random experiences, like I think back to childhood right now, I just remembered um, I was, I'm the only child and I remember wanting a sibling so bad. And I remember... <laughs> I used to be the one who uh, basically all the kids would come over to their house and play. And this is before we moved into a basement apartment. Uh, we had, uh, uh, we lived in my grandfather's house and there was like, it was split into two apartments. But my, my aunt lived upstairs and I lived downstairs and all the kids were in the backyard. And I remember telling my mom, I was like, mom, just say out the window, yes. And she was like, why am I saying yes? And what she didn't realize was I told the my neighbors that I had a twin brother that died. <laughs> and the name I gave them was the name of my twin flame. Do you see all the synchronicities that end up lining up to the future? How it's just too weird. It's too weird. It's not a coincidence. It's not. It all came down to this. And yet when I watch these videos or if I do my research about twin flames, it's like it's so unfortunate because there are people out there that are looking for signs, wondering what is going on. What is this thing called the twin flame sensation where you just this person just bumps, you know, keep comes into your mind. And it's like because that person is thinking about you. Or, you know, maybe vice versa. Who knows? I don't know what your guys' situation is. Um, and it's like, you're annoyed because I know personally as an Aries, Venus and Aries, Mercury and Aries, Stellium and Aries, like this isn't our thing. We don't do this. Once it's over, it's fucking over. And it's like, 
for this stuff that I've experienced with this guy, a guy I didn't even know. I don't want to know. It's like I find him so annoying and it's like when that happens and you're triggered by it, there's something to that. You're supposed to learn something about yourself and you're supposed to change something. There's something to the twin flame contract, the the connection, the experience, the sensation, and you're supposed to figure it out. Why? Why is this happening? And why did my soul sign up for this? I personally believe um, I'm going through the twin flame sensation for uh, to stand up for myself, um, to also teach this person things that he seems to be intrigued by, not just me, but like things about life and spiritual things and the soul and esoteric and all that stuff like that he just doesn't have the tools for in his personal life so he watches me and and I would normally be okay with that but then it just turned into just things that are way beyond me that there's just no coming back from and um, again that'll be for another video I will explain my twin flame story and the craziness behind all of it because it's definitely a good story um, crazy story but a good story and I will be sharing that in the next episode so yeah I don't want you guys just thinking that like the twin flame experience is completely unhealthy it's toxic it's probably all in your head it's not real because somebody else says it's not real like no no that's that's not true but at the same time I, I want you guys to be smart and realize are you guys making it more than what it really is because that's also another thing like my twin flame tries to convince me of like he's not really watching me so then he'll make these fake accounts and then show up two blocks away from my place with another woman trying to make it seem like it wasn't him watching me and it's like guys so you guys need to make sure that you guys aren't trying to really make something more than what it really is and that what you're really feeling is real despite what other people may be trying to tell you apply logic and intuition not just intuition okay so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope this helped somebody out there who feels like they're going through the twin flame experience, whether that is to reunite with your person and have a mission together, or whether it's a twin flame connection with karmic ties and you're meant to just drop your ego maybe or drop something, maybe just learn more about yourself or come into your power, you know, remember who the fuck you are or um, remember past lives about yourself, which can help you um, somehow in this life, okay? And in return, you're also helping your twin flame in some type of way. Because I will tell you this much about the twin flame connection. You're not just bettering yourself. You are, without a doubt, bettering your twin flame as well, whether you want to or not. Trust me. All right, guys. Sending you so much love. Bye.